0: Welcome to the Casey City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Amen. Amen. You know, there's worship in the temple and there's worship in the home. There's personal worship. And this morning, I just want to share with you that as a worship song was being uh, played on Holy, 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 I was getting ready in my bathroom. (laughs) The presence of God was so strong that I I was just sobbing, not because of without hope, but it's just a tangible presence of God in my bathroom. You know, God can touch you wherever you are. Wherever you invite Him, He is there. He, He can't be anywhere else, but in you begin to overflow from within you. And he's with you right now. You know what? There there is a saying that it takes a village to raise a child. You know, it it takes um, a community to create a wonderful community. Right? It takes um, a family. It takes a, I'm so blessed. I just want to take this opportunity to thank my church family. I want to honor you because last year, this time, I wasn't in this place. Last year, this time, I was in the place, um, I was medically or a counselor or uh, has a name for everything, right? It <laughs> out. But I'm so thankful. What meant to... In the medical field or in personal uh, people 's opinion would take far more than a year or two or three or whatever time it would take but God God is able when we partner with him to do above and beyond what we can think and even ask for and I want to take this opportunity to thank you. you are watching. I want to thank you in person, but you are watching. I want to thank you if you're a partner in my healing. You're a partner uh, in providing this safe place in our household. Church is a family. I'm so blessed to be a part of this family. I want to thank you. I want to honor you. You know who you are. Um, It takes a beautiful, godly family to provide this safe place. And, and we are not just uniquely to me, but to everyone that come into this household and, and come into the community, the calling that God has called us as Casey City Church uh, to have impact in our society, in our uh, nation, or in nations. Nations are coming. So we have a calling to fulfill. Amen, and um. As I was thinking, I was just say, that oh, Dad, what you want me to to share today? What is in your heart today?" And 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 it just popped in my head about, "Be holy, for I am holy." I read it in multiple versions version in the scripture is a habit of mine. I just flip into uh, NLT, and NIV, New King James, and, and uh, the Passion Translation, the message, and, and, and just to see things in different angles. Right? And uh, you know what? I want to take you back. Um, when I was younger, when I saw that, it's always a be holy for I'm holy. Be holy because I'm holy is that, oh, I, I got to make sure I get up early, I read the scripture, I, you know, to, to get to holiness. But now, um, it's not quite like that. You know what? From the very beginning, let us go back to Genesis 1. It says that. Um, You know, God made us and created us in His likeness, in His image. Right? So when God created, for example, I have two chairs here. This is God. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit say it wasn't man's idea that we are created. It was God's idea. In His image, He created Adam and Eve they reflect, they look the same as God. We, from the very beginning, it was God's idea. Yeah? So when you look at God, you look at yourself. There's this reflection, the resemblance. We are the only creation that is created, that was created in the image of God. But sin came. Sin came, and, and Adam and Eve bought into a lie that they are not enough, they are not eternal because of a jealousy that that a serpent could not attain, and they bought into the lie, and that separated separated mankind from God. But God did not use just a lamb or any um, more than just lamb, unblemished lamb, He provided His Son, Jesus Christ, that made us holy once again. It is not... Immediately when you accept Jesus into our lives, we have the immediate access to the throne room. Amen? The mercy seat. The confidence seat. That's why there's an invitation. Come boldly and confidently to the throne of God. That immediate access right away. That's what God beat we are able to be holy not because of what we can do, simply because of who we are. He said, be holy because I am holy. Be holy because you are created to be holy. Be holy because you are created in my image. You have the ability to be holy. Holy. But man has turned it into just a practice. It's far more than just a practice. It's far more than just something that I have to work, work for. But an outworking. When God sees you, He sees the Lamb who is perfect. The Son of God who is perfect. He sees Himself in you. From the beginning, there's three things that God has created. It was that intimacy. When God created, there was no separation. There's so intimate because there's no fear. Fear destroys intimacy. Fear of lack, fear of man, fear of not being enough. Separate man from God. That intimacy, when Christ came, he said, come back. You can come and be intimate with me. And then the second eye, the first eye is intimacy. We use it so flippantly, we use it so casually, but that is so amazing, inseparable intimacy, one with God. The second eye that the enemy has stolen is our identity. We are made to be sons and daughters of God. How identity before, I am my uh, Larry's wife, I'm my parents' daughter, I am my children's mother, I am God's beloved. My identity is that I belong, I belong to my Abba. Jesus came, He died for me you and I so that I can call Him Abba once again. He's not just a God, yeah, He's God. I reverend, I love him, I fear him. But more than the reverends, he's my abba, he's my papa, he's my daddy. I can, I I not only have to just love him, but I have the privilege of being loved by him. This is how wide, how high, how deep is his love. God came to restore our, our Intimacy. Jesus came to restore our identity and He has come to restore our inheritance. Our inheritance in this kingdom of God. There is no limit. There is great in provision, not just finance. There is only one thing. Only one thing. That's why that is that peace surpasses all my understanding, your understanding beyond what we can think, even ask for. That is the provision, the inheritance we have in God. In that in the kingdom of heaven, there is no sorrow, no lack, no pain, no sickness. That is our inheritance. There's provision. If the master asks you to do something, the master is responsible to provide you and I with that inheritance, the provision, amen. That's why countless of scripture say that if you have faith of a mastered seed, it speaks of purity. Have a purity in our heart and our desire. This kingdom come and infuse you. It begins to overflow. You know, Jesus... His very first performance, no, I won't say performance, you know, he just lived out of a lifestyle of this kingdom living. He said, I will not do anything apart from what I hear my father says. You know, always puzzled me at the start when the mother asked uh, Jesus um, to turn the water into wine because they ran out of wine. Jesus told the mother that he wasn't his time. The next moment he performed. That miracle. I sort wonder, you know, how he, he just said he he it wasn't his time. And you know, I believe his relationship with God, we know that he goes and pray in the morning. He always retrieves himself in the evening. But not just that, also every single moment he's talking to the Father. He would have turned to the Father and said, Father. What do you think? Father, am I to turn the water into wine right now? It is also a moment-by-moment moment decision, a moment-by-moment moment consulting, you know, because he does not violate himself. He does not violate his word, right? He said, I will not do anything apart from what I hear from the Father. He will have gotten an okay Is a consistent lifestyle. It's not a religious lifestyle. It's a relational lifestyle that He has with His Father. You know what? The Bible says that His mercy is new every day. Whatever was yesterday, hey, this morning is new. Not only new in the morning, it's also new every moment you come into the encounter. Every moment you just, oh Lord, you catch yourself, I'm doing something that's not pleasing. Let me repent. Repent is almost like a bad word. No, repent is not a bad word. Repent is that, oops. And I'm not making it flippant or, or casual. Repent is being aware that I'm doing something wrong that does not please my father. Let me turn around. Religiosity will make it very difficult. I have to whip myself. I have to do something nasty or harsh. No, repentance is more being aware, being in the presence. When I have been distracted, I just come back to my father's house and, and being with my father because it doesn't please him. Yeah, you know, I, my steps, my words does not trust him. The three, I. Allow the Holy Spirit to renew this intimacy, this identity, this inheritance He has provided for you through Jesus Christ. That's why I said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Do not be wise in your own eyes. The word of God time and time again Reminders: us, do not fall into this kingdom of darkness. Where, who is your father? Don't listen to the father of lies. Today, who are you listening to? Where are you functioning from? You know what? Just last week, and a week after, we were able, we were getting together, momentum. We were have people come back. We were rejoicing. We were fellowshiping together. And, and that's why, seize every moment when you can get together. But today, five people. But you know what? It's not going to limit us to worship Jesus. You know what? It's time that you and I are empowered to be the priest. And the Bible says that when we now are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you and I are the priest, and we are to worship and minister to God, you and I are um, the one that begin to, to usher Him and worship Him and enthrone Him. You know what? We were worshiping the song from uh, Revelation 4, 8. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was... Who is and is to come. Isn't that the song that we were worshiping with? Isn't that the scripture that we were singing with? You know what? That that, that uh, who was, who is, and is to come, he is the great I am. He was never past tense, it's over. He was, he said, I am here, is I am Currently, and he is, I am in the future. And when the, whole, whole, uh, when the angels, is said day and night, and night and day, day and night and night and day, they were singing constantly. Do you know what? They were not just chanting. Take it off your mind. They are not just being repetitious, mindlessly singing, repeat words. They are fully in awe of this God Almighty. When they sing holy, 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 is the most that they discover another facet of God. Is that like, wow? Oh wow! Oh, how awesome. There is this revelation, ongoing revelation about this eternal God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to you and I. He resides in us. He is a power. He is a revelation. He is the greatest teacher, his greatest comforter, the healer, the almighty one. His holy presence is in us. That's why we are encouraged not to hide ourselves under the bush hole. Shine, let your light shine that many will see and come to the knowledge and saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy, holy, holy. Each time, do you know what? I was told once that that diamond is being cut. Every cut is to reflect the beauty of that diamond. Whatever you and I have been through, God has the ability to make it a beautiful cut that will begin to reflect Him. That's why the Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love Him and they are called according to His purpose. They are walking in the purpose of God. That is the beauty. How the mighty God can transform. He can turn everything if we love Him and we are walking according to His purpose. You know what? In in Matthew uh, 22, 22, chapter 22, verse 37 to 40, you know what? The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they had this question for Jesus. There's nothing wrong to have question. Nothing wrong to have curiosity. Unfortunately, their question were not wanting to find out. Their question was to trap Jesus. They asked, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus told him, told them, the greatest commandment is to love your God the, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He didn't stop there. He said equivalent to that one, the commandment is to love your neighbors as yourself. You know what? We can't love God and not love people, because God, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. This eternal God with the eternal provision, inheritance, and 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 He loves us. But sometimes, you know what? Man had turned into a religion, a, a must. The thing, we can't love God without loving ourselves. There's something that I had recently had to repent from. We, we can't repent from things that we are not aware. But the Holy Spirit comes and reminds us, Right? He reminds us that we are righteous. We have this access now. Yeah. And, and um, he, he revealed to us a line by line to restore us into this kingdom living, to this image of God at the right time. If your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. You were created way before your parent wants to uh, abort you. You were created way before uh, you were adopted. You were created way before you were abused as a child. You, you were created way, way before you make mistakes. No matter how big your mistakes were, God is greater. Amen? Amen? If your heart condemns you, God is greater. This is the power of repentance turning away. If, if you were cra- far beyond, you were disappointed over and over. He, God is greater than your disappointment. He will appoint you to the right direction. He will turn your disappointments to your appointment. The greatest commandment is to love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself, the self that you were created in. When you feel you have no more strength, God says, Yes, I do. My grace is sufficient for you. Your gra- My grace is sufficient. When you are weak, you are strong. That is when you plunge into your papa's lap and allow him to wrap you up in his loving kindness. With your mind, very often the enemy robs us. Is our mind. That's why I said, think of things above and not on earth. That there is one area that we often come in the way of us embracing who we are. One with God, you know, is our belief, our mind. Our minds play tricks on us. But Lord said, renew your mind. Align your thoughts and emotion into, um, with me in my word. You know what? We can't love Jesus and not love the word. Because he is the living word. He's the bread of life. And, 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 and you know what? Thermometer tells us where we are, the temperature. Right? And one good um, reading is uh, how do we love the word? Was it once upon a time? Are you hungry for the word? Are you thirsty for the word? He's the living water. If your heart is dry and cracking and, and, and thirsty, drink the word. If you're hungry, you're starving, eat the word. This is a transforming word. Are you curious? Because uh, and another thing is that are you waiting for someone to prophesy on you? Hey, I honor the function of the five-fold ministry. I honor prophets the function. But you know what? We are living in the last days. We, the, the Spirit of God has been poured out upon sons and daughters You know, to prophesy. You know, when nobody prophesies over you, the Word of God, the Spirit of God will prophesy over you. When you read the Logos, the Word of God, the Spirit of God can't help. He would jump out of those pages. You know what I love? I used to carry this Bible. I, I the pages. I would read. I will pause. I will highlight, and I will write on the side. And it was like covered with writings because it was like, oh, it was so real. It was revelation jumping out of the the pages. But one day during my ministry trip in Malaysia, my that Bible had no idea where it went. It fell off. Oh, my heart was sad because there were memories over years and years and all. But you know what? I can start all over. I can create more memories. There are more pages. But now I never thought I would fall in love with digital Bible. <laughs> never thought. But I love it every day. I can't help you know why now I have... Do you know what? Your version has 67 versions in the Bible. And they have multiple audio Bible. Once upon a time, we have to pay to get audio Bible. And now we have no excuse, we have no reason to say, oh, everybody has pretty much has a phone. Am I right? I think many people engage with Facebook or with, with whatever they were doing on the phone far more than reading the Word. We have no excuse. Now, with one verse, I can flip back and forth to many versions and begin to see the many facets of God's word expressed. Right? Have an easier understanding. Even good news has an audio. If you don't have a U version, download that. I can carry it. Anytime, anywhere, and I drive when I clean, when I wash my face, when I turn on the word first thing in the morning. I can't so excited because the lover of my souls want to tell me something that I need. I want to hear. I want that download that he's going to help me in my daily walk because sometimes our walk can be challenging only when it's just to help boost me, but it's just a kind word, a word that I can pass on, a word that will feed me. So he wants to speak to you too. And it's about time that you prophesy to yourself. If you've got no words, read the word. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. I am... Just want to remind you that as I'm reminding you I'm reminding myself you know what we all need reminders that we are be holy for I am holy be holy because I am holy you must be holy because I am holy. I'm holy, you be holy. Holiness is being separated, being set apart, being sacred. Is the weight of glory. Now that we're in Christ, in Him I live and have my being. You and I were created to be, to be intimate with our Father, with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. We are created to be the beloved child of the living God. We've been adopted. We're created to have this great inheritance. Great inheritance. I just want to usher you in into this space of holiness. You've been made worthy by Jesus Christ. Man's righteousness is like filthy rags, the Bible said. Jesus, in Isaiah 1, it says that um, His blood has made us white as snow. The blood of Jesus made us white as snow. When God sees you, He sees Christ. You know what? When I was young, I was very afraid to share the gospel with people. I love God with all of my heart. I've been through many abuse by my dad, who was a communist and who was very angry, and and I would give my life. There were um, even at eighteen, going to serve the Lord. To be picked up at seven to church. He beat me up. He knew that I would run away. I would hide myself in the room, but that morning he hid in a corner. And um, as I walked out, he came me. You know what that morning? I wiped my tears. I went to church, not a word. I sang in the worship team, <laughs> two services. Nothing can stop you, unless you allow it to stop you. But as one that loved God so much, yet I had this fear of sharing with people. I always wonder why. You know you may be experiencing the same thing because I, I f- was afraid that I can't explain fully when they asked me a question. <laughs> I didn't know the Bible well enough to answer every question. That was my fear. You know what? We are the Bible that people read. He encourages us to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I am still trying to cultivate this soil. Not as one without hope or fear. I have determined when I'm aware of something to ruthlessly uproot that. He say bear the fruit of the holy spirit The holy spirit is in you and I Is already there the pure seed is in us Let the rain of God let the word of God let the presence of God like a greenhouse Let this seed begin to germinate Germinate and begin to bear fruit Love joy Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self control. So that others will read our lives and give glory to God. There'll be areas that you feel challenged. Ask the Holy Spirit, He is the best teacher. He's the best empowerer. He anoints you and I to bear the fruit. So tell him, this is the area I'm struggling. And he will come. He doesn't come with a whip. He comes with his arms. Running to you and say, I've got it. Allow me in and help you. He is our helper. And I would like to read. I've never done this before. I would like to read the message translation in First Peter, one verse three onwards. You know, as I was um, alerted to share this this morning, you are holy because I am holy. And I started to read the whole chapter And then I was reading several times And then I started to listen to the audio in different translations And I went into a message that spoke to me so powerfully And I went to chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 And I went to Second Peter 1, 2, 3 And pretty much covered everything we need to know today is as if God had just written it yesterday. An instruction for us to live by and live with. I would like to read now. Um, let me turn to them. It talks about a new life. First Peter 1, 3 onwards to 25. What a God we have and how fortunate we are to have him, this father of our master, Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you'll have it all live, healed, and whole. I know how great this makes you feel even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. Pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your goal that God will have on display as evidence of His victory. You never saw Him, yet you love Him. You still do not see Him, yet you trust Him with laughter and singing because you kept on believing. You'll get what you're looking forward to, Total. Salvation. The prophets who told us this was coming Asked a lot of questions about this gift of life God was preparing The Messiah's spirit let them in on some of it That the Messiah would experience suffering followed by glory They clamored to know who and when All they were told was that they were serving God You who you who by orders from heaven have now heard for yourselves through the holy spirit the message of those prophecies fulfilled do you realize how fortunate you are angels would have given anything to be in it, to be in Roll up your sleeves. Put your mind in gear. Be totally ready to receive the gift that's coming when Jesus arrives. Don't lazily slip back into those old grooves of evil, doing just what you feel like doing. You didn't know any better than you do now. As obedient children, let yourself be pulled into a way of life shaped by God's life. Alive, energetic and blazing with holiness. God said, I am holy. You be holy. You call out to God for help and He helps. He's a good father that way. But don't forget, He's also a responsible father and won't let you get by with sloppy living. Your life is a journey you must travel with a deep consciousness of God. It costs God plenty to get you out of that dead and empty, hated life you grew up in. He paid with Christ's sacred blood, you know. He died like an unblemished, sacrificed, sacrificial lamb. And this was no afterthought. Even though it has only lately, at the end of the ages, become public knowledge, God always knew He was going to do this for you. It's because of this sacrificed Messiah, whom God then raised from the dead and glorified, that you trust God, that you know you have a future in God Now that you have cl- cleaned up your lives by following the truth love one another as if your lives depended on it Your new life is not like your old life Your old birth came from mortal sperm Your new birth comes from God's living word Just think a life conceived by God Himself? Can I read that again? Just think a life conceived by God Himself. That's why the prophet said, The old life is a grass life. Its beauty as short-lived as wild flowers. Grass dries up, flowers droop. God's Word goes on and on forever. God's Word goes on and on forever. This is the Word that conceived the new life in you, in me, or somewhere else, in us. I would like to conclude what a timely, timely verse of the day, by new version that ties into what right. I'm sharing today. Let me read this from 1 Corinthians 3.16 from the message translation. It say, You realize, don't you, that you are the temple of God and God himself is present in you. No one will get by with vandalizing God's temple. You can be sure of that. God's temple is sacred. And you, remember, are the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let's be holy because we've been made holy. We've been made in His image. We've been restored to be holy, called into a holy living. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, right now, wherever we are, we make room for you. We minister to you day and night and night Remind us, help us, empower us. You have anointed us. We yes, apply the man. anointing. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.